Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. Welcome to season five, episode two. Everybody, you are in the second part of a five-part mini-series that we're doing about allowing all of us to join arms and find freedom from the things that we tell or should ourselves that we should or should not do with our time. With yes. our time. Come on. Um, uh, listen, we want to encourage you today, if you're listening, this episode is solely about taking your time. You should take your time. Come on. Yeah. It's I have yours. a question. I have a question for you and all the listeners right yeah. now. I'm laughing. Okay. Candace. Okay. Got it. If I asked you to bring in the groceries from okay. your car, yep. what is your strategy? What's your technique? Um, My strategy is to get as many as I can on all of my two T-Rex sized arms <laughs> and until I'm either like cutting off circulation or, you know, I mean the milk, oh, the milk jug is the hardest decision to make. Once you've loaded up a whole arm full of bags, then the next arm you're like, okay, I can do it. Can I, do? that's the question is, can I do the milk? Cause inevitably that's the last thing. Right. And you need the yeah. freedom, a little freedom of your little finger to open the door. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a gamble. It, it's... I feel personally attacked by the way that you said your little finger, because, you know, I have some. <laughs> no, in the scheme I of arm load. I have nubby in... fingers. No, that wasn't a personal attack. In the, in the scheme of a wide load of grocery arm bringing all yeah. you have remaining yeah. is a, a finger to flick open the door or a foot to kick it open and break in that entryway. Your, your hip is a tool as well. You can, yeah. you know. Or your head. Jab head bump. I won't do, no, no. Mm. I won't jab with my head. I'm, I'm too scared of the repercussions. Wow, okay. Too See, scared. I, I'm similar in my grocery loading. I, I wonder if this okay. is a woman thing. My husband uh, is very more like quality control. Like we let's, let's be very strategic in how we unload where I'm oh, like, okay. put it all in my arms and okay. let's just bulldoze this in. So he's kind of like all the dried and canned goods. They'll be in this pile. Take those into the counter first. Now, if it's dairy and refrigerated, that's in this pile of bags, like that kind of calculated. Well, yeah. Dairy refrigeration goes first and then uh -huh. everything else. Uh -huh as long as we don't need it immediate, actually we'll stay in the car. Don't get oh, me started. No. Where's the toilet paper? I don't know. Check the van. Okay. That yeah. is a should take your time. That needs to be erased. Don't take your time there. Get the groceries in. People yeah. need to eat. If you live in Texas, there ain't no way a grocery period is going to stay in your car. That heat. Finger no, wave. no. You, you just put it in an oven. Just go ahead and take your groceries <laughs> inside. Put them in a hot oven. And it's the same thing. Yeah, basically. 
Well, when we were talking off camera and off recording here, what's this episode about? You're like patience mm. and long suffering. I'm like, I can relate yeah. to the groceries yeah. left in the trunk of the. Uh, uh, uh. When we're but talking I, about taking yeah. your time. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Well, Ooh. I think I think too, he, different personalities, the way God wired us like it, it that's a funny question, but really it helps reflect on like, how are you wired to utilize mm. your time? Do you typically move? And we talked about this in our last episode. Do you move things quickly or are you a more slow processor yeah. in how to get things done? Yeah. And I think when we're talking about our time in relation to suffering even, or walking through a hard mm. season, what does that look like on a practical level? Mm. Mm. You know, uh, I don't really, I wasn't planning on jumping straight into Bible story right at the beginning, right? And we don't really even <laughs> desire to make this all about, let's equate this to a Bible story time and let's teach through the Bible. But listen, you and I are Bible teachers. This is kind of where we land. And so our mind immediately goes there. I think of Lamentations 3, when Jeremiah is talking about the beginning of knowing that he's going to walk through a hard season and that it's going to be long. Like if you read Lamentations 3, all of the verses leading up to 23 are just kind of like, are you kidding me? Do I have to go through this? Is there any way around this? Why is this happening to me? What what can I do to get out of this? I mean, like that's the the whole kind of pander that he's having a conversation. And then in verse 23, something shifts and he's basically saying, nevertheless, the Lord's love is unfailing and he's mm. going to take care of me. And I will say to my soul, like I will speak to my soul. And when we're talking about you should take your time, what we're talking about today is for those of you that you know you're about to walk into a long suffering season, you're at the beginning of knowing that this is not an easy road and there's no fast fix and it's going to take me a while to get out of here. We want to encourage you to be able to enjoy the journey along the way and take your time. And that time is not your enemy in this moment. I think in the church and in the world, collectively, we don't address enough long suffering. We don't address the middle space. We, 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 we like beginnings, we like ends, <laughs> but we don't address the middle, which is where it all is. It's the meat. If you give me a burger without meat in the middle, I'm going to be ticked off because it's the best part. And yet we like to despise the middle places of our lives because they're hard. Yeah. We don't like to take our time. We don't like it when it, it's not a fast result. And especially if it's the beginning of a hard journey, we want to get out of it as quick as possible. But I'm telling you what I'm discovering, Jenny Randall, and for everybody that's that's listening close and leaning in, when I'm telling you that you should take your time, there is so much benefit to your soul and to your joy by taking time in the hard moments. It seems counterintuitive, but it actually is the thing that will save you. It really will. And I'm talking through a perspective of watching my mom disintegrate with Alzheimer's. I'm speaking from a woman that's in the middle of a moment that I wish would end. And I don't say that lightly. I don't wish for suffering. I don't wish for, for anything to be uh, drawn out to where it's going to harm 
our last memories, our last, you know, all these things that we're like, oh, I just want to preserve the good. I just want to go backwards. I want to be able to, to be over here where I was. But can I tell you, there's something beautiful that I would never get to experience this side of heaven in long suffering. And it's, it's by simply taking my time and embracing patience and goodness in the middle of the heart. To be able to see that God is so good and he is so faithful and he loves more than I could ever love and he provides more than I could ever provide. Yeah. And and I'm just telling you, I feel like the good is going to outweigh the bad. Now, I wouldn't wish long suffering or hardship or anything on anybody. I wouldn't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying invite things in your life that are unnecessary. (laughs) but I am saying when you find yourself there, which is hello, humanity, when you find yourself like Solomon describes it underneath the sun, (laughs) like you're, you're no longer uh, in the presence of God, fully revealed, like dimly lit, like a a, a halfway mirror. You know what I mean? We're, we're under the sun. There's this something between us and heaven right now until that's revealed. We are going to experience things that will be hard. And that will sometimes cause us to go, how do I get out of this so fast? And I just want to encourage you to take your time. What, what would change if you took your time? A lot. You'd have to be vulnerable. That's, that's a key component to what would change because how many times Mm. I'm talking about church people now. Oh, how many times? Specific. How many times? Coming for you. Do we not have the vulnerable conversations because it's so insanely uncomfortable? And I'm mm. not saying yell it from the platform on a Sunday service and tell everyone you're dirt. Like there right. are safe right. pockets of community especially with there should be within the the Christian church, whether small group or a best friend or whatever that looks like for you on a personal level. There has to be this piece of vulnerability that Mm. comes with long suffering. And I, and I did a nerd word study here that I'm excited to lean into. So in, in the, I like that you shared old Testament in the old Testament, the word time appears 296 times and okay. it refers to these particular moments and segments of time where they would be like in first Samuel, the time of her death, the mm. time of a wheat harvest, a time to be born. Like they're saying, this is a time for, mm. and we're not the time when Kings went to battle. The time, this is the time of long suffering. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Labeling something is so deeply significant Because in that, Mm. I think labels are great. Uh, That's a whole different conversation. But Mm. in processing words behind the season you're in, you're acknowledging it, right? And you're not speeding by it. You're slowing down to acknowledge it. And you're being vulnerable, even recognizing it. Because you can't be geared up for battle if you don't face that thing, right? Yeah. Like, Candice, you're you're in a season of long suffering, walking through hardship with your mom. And if you didn't acknowledge, gosh, this is so painful, you would be doing such an injustice to yourself and your relationship with your mom and Mm. even your family because you're not stewarding. That's such a Christian word. I'd buzz myself if we're in the old season. (laughs) You're not stewarding your time 
in that season effectively because you're ignoring the reality of the situation. Right. Right. And I think long suffering is very much so a label that belongs to the circumstance that you cannot control. I I think that that is perfectly aligned with you ain't got an answer for it. So what are you going to do in the middle of it? Are you going to, are you going to wish it away or are you going to take your time and savor some moments that you can find glimmers of hope and peace and rest and joy in it? Yeah. And I like, I love disclaimers. I gave too many, but I feel like you (laughs) almost gave us this disclaimer of that. We're not talking about the time where we've spent and we've, I've been Mm. there where Mm. you spend making poor life decisions. And then you're like, Oh, I'm in such a horrible season because you're in these consequences of not making like biblical decisions, call it what you want, like out of the way of the Lord walking out of the will. We're talking about, like you said, these uncontrollable circumstances that come into our life because of a broken world where we get to figure out, okay, where is the beauty of God in this circumstance? Yeah. And that segues beautifully into the second idea of taking our time, which is patience. Because Mm -hmm. the difference with long suffering and patience is this patience basically says, um, I'm trying to make active changes. I'm trying to grow beyond what I know my limitations have been. I've seen something that needs to change in me and I'm doing the hard work. Like Jenny, last episode, you were joking about, I'm on the elliptical. It's so dumb, (laughs) but (laughs) you're making a change. Um, I am putting into practice so many things that are behavioral right now for my own personal neurodivergence. I mean, I've discovered ADHD. I feel like I've just thrown up a whole list of things for me to do that I'm like, I got to do this because you're right. I've lived in the consequences before. Right. Yeah. But how do you take your time in the moments of growth, in the moments where you are actually saying, I'm moving from this place that I've lived in to a a place of of further success, a a further reality of what I think I can and cannot do with my days and with my life. And that will hopefully be a better result. And what I love is this analogy. When you plant a flower, a seed, like think about not even a flower, but those lima bean plants that you would do in elementary school in the clear little cup, the plastic cup. (sighs) Mine got moldy. (laughs) But yeah, I know what you're talking about. I was always moving school so fast. I never got to see it grow. I was like, bye, man. (laughs) (laughs) I started something I'll never see the end of. Anyways, that's a whole different episode. No, but for me, I loved watching the roots. Like I loved watching the roots and I loved being able to see through the clear cup, the whole process of it growing. But how dumb would it be if in the middle of me seeing one baby root shoot out, I go, oh, no, 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 no. The soil's too ugly. I got to change it over here and put it in a new soil. Or, or wait a minute, it's not growing fast enough. So now that Mm -hmm. I see the little shoot, I'm getting really close to that little lima bean. But maybe if I pluck it, it can grow faster a second one. I don't I don't like the way that that one looks. When we're talking about taking your time, this is a patience development in us to go, I'm going to be patient with the process of growth. This mm. won't happen overnight. This is not going to be an instant change in me. I won't see instant beauty from it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely may not like my environment and my surroundings. 
And the reality is, is just like I could see those clear roots, a lot of times you can see the roots that are growing down. And that doesn't mean that it gives you any kind of satisfaction because you want to be growing up. But I'm going to tell you, patience is the ability to take your time in a growth season and be okay with growing down first. And I want to challenge you, if you're finding yourself in a place going, I want to shift out of this moment and I just want to get to this next level and I want to be mm, all the things I'm trying to be, the underestimated but yet most valuable resource you have in the middle of your growth today is the ability to take your time and be patient with yourself. Yeah. Be patient. It takes time. Yeah. I'm not a hundred pounds lighter since I worked out on my ellipsical twice last week. Like, like we 12, have, minutes, 12 minutes didn't do it. It didn't <laughs> like what's going on. We, and, and two, yeah. this is a bigger conversation of our get it done, fast pace, always moving, mm. scroll through Instagram, mm. go, 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 go culture, mm. instant gratification, right? You need yeah. something, you order it, you get it in five seconds. We live in this instant gratification yeah. culture. So what you're challenging us to do is to realize that in the midst of, so say we were to label our season, this is a time for, we already talked about that, like acknowledging mm -hmm. it, being vulnerable in it. Mm -hmm. So let's use my example of this is a time for health. Like I'm getting fit. Okay. As I drink my pumpkin yeah. spice latte. <laughs> um, look away. <laughs> Liquid it, calories don't yeah. count. <laughs> Actually, those are the things that are destroying me. Just FYI. Oh gosh. Can okay, I, this is mind. a side never note, mind. but my daughter, <laughs> this is so funny. My daughter, we were talking about coffee and we were like, oh, we should try to bring drinks to your teachers for school to be nice and like, whatever. Do you know your teacher's favorite coffee drink? And she's like, oh yeah. My teacher says her favorite coffee drink is the white girl pumpkin spice. And oh, I was like, oh, wow. What? And she's like, yeah, white girl pumpkin spice. Like she literally thought that was the name of the drink. Oh, no. And I've never laughed harder. No, than that you're moment. like, that's not it, baby. That's not I've, it. I just felt like her education was mm -hmm. on fire. Like so good. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is mm -hmm. accurate. Anyways, I digress. Okay. okay. A time to be healthy. <laughs> it's a time to be healthy mm -hmm. and not drink all the white girl pumpkin spice lattes. But in this time, I went on such a road, railroad track. I don't know where I was headed. In this time to be healthy, I'm labeling it. I'm being vulnerable. I'm sharing with mm. you. I got to I gotta live a healthier life, take control of what I can control because my world seems out of control in relation to that because of like illness and all these things. Mm. How am I enjoying, like, how am I enjoying that? How am I acknowledging the little yeah. pieces of progress? That's what I want to yeah. talk about next. How do we acknowledge those pieces of progress in the non-instant gratification journey that we're on? Do you, have you incorporated oh anything in your own journey? Friend, you are talking to a lady that is newly um, diagnosed with ADHD, and I look for these little rushes of dopamine to push me to the next task. I, I look for the little things. And it's so funny because I had no clue about my neurodivergence that I... I I wrote a book called Simple Joys. Why do you think I wrote that? It's because somehow internally, I've just already adapted and didn't know and didn't understand. But I will tell you, small micro victories and celebrations are a big deal with patience. There is a word we undervalue and we need the most called cherish. 
when you can cherish something. Mm. And I, I mean, think about it. Think about it. When you, in the middle of looking at your kids and you start having that moment where you think, of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to be a mom to this kid. Oh, look at them. I love them so much. It's getting harder and harder to think those things with junior high. I'm not even going to lie. But when you do, <laughs> you're like, I cannot believe this is my life. I cannot believe that I was blessed with these kids. I cannot believe I got to be a mom. I didn't even see that on my radar. Like the overwhelming sense of nostalgia and pride can fill your heart and swell within a second. And you cannot convince me otherwise that joy doesn't rush right in behind it. Yeah. Like, and this is where I feel so many people, we don't take time. Think of the, think of the good things in life. Let's just spit fire them. What's better when you take your time? I'm going to start with the first thing. Better when you take your time is a good meal. Hmm. Yeah. I got mad at my air fryer the other day because it wouldn't cook salmon in five minutes. Angered. <laughs> Angered. But it took time and then it was perfect. It was delicious. A good meal. What's something you think of that's better when you take the time? Oh, um... I think when you take time to truly see a friend and mm. really know them, you know, cause mm. we can speed by these surface conversations of how are you, but to be like truly known mm. is beautiful. And again, a piece of that is a vulnerability that we've already talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's going to be a little bit shallow here, but isn't it always better to take time when you have your first sip of hot coffee and it's a cold morning? Instead of rushing through and trying to down it. I mean, first of all, it would scald your throat. Yeah. But but when you take your time to actually sip and savor, it's always better. I love that. Yeah. It's always better. It's better to take your time in the middle of life where you feel like it's the hardest um, or when you feel like you're trying so hard to grow. I love, I love this. So what we've done just through conversation is we've kind of created this, okay, my communicator's eyes coming up, this three pronged framework of what it looks like to take mm. your time, specifically within a season of suffering. So I want to read those three things out and maybe it could be applied to even without a season of suffering, but we are in mm. the context of talking about that. So let's talk about a, a time of suffering requires one vulnerability. Yeah. Patience with the process of growth is the mm -hmm. second thing. And then cherish, cherishing the micro moments and taking mm. the time within them. Mm. 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 I, I want to share, but I don't want to overshare. And at the same time, I feel like I need to, I need to. Okay. So I'll just tell you right now, um, the other night, my husband surprised me with um, a micro moment and a moment to savor. And this is going to sound a little sexy. So just go ahead and get your big girl panties on for this conversation. Or get your earbuds on if you're with the kids, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm insanely uncomfortable. But basically, he just said, um, hey, do you just want to make out during halftime? Okay. A game? Hold on. No, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. So uncomfortable. But like, it's so funny because we didn't think it wasn't about trying to connect with each other. We weren't trying to do anything that was going to lead to anything else, but it was just taking our time to be together. And for me, 
um, it kind of reset this whole thing that I had seen about him and I'd been frustrated with him. And there were other arguments that I felt like were just teeming in my head. And instead he basically told our um, home devices, our little, I don't want to say her name because she'll activate in the room right now, but (laughs) (laughs) basically said, set a timer for 10 minutes. And we just basically connected for 10 minutes. And can I just tell you the fact that you can take your time, even in the middle of a mundane moment to acknowledge somebody else, to connect with somebody else, to communicate away and express something that you say, I see you and I value you and I love you. It was, it was a moment that made me go, okay, everything else doesn't feel so bad. Doesn't feel so, so heavy. I just want to encourage whoever's listening not to hear more about my crazy makeout sessions with my husband. I want you to (laughs) be encouraged that even in the most mundane micro moments, there's an ability to take a break, step back and assign time to a moment to connect. And for some of you, that's not connecting with another person. You may need to connect with God for the first time in a long time. Can you just stop what you're doing today and set a timer? And say, I've got 10 minutes, I'm going to tune the world out and I'm going to get alone and I'm going to connect and I'm going to, and I'm going to reflame all of these passions that I once had that I've, that I've said, I built the rest of my life on, but yet I don't feel right now. Maybe, maybe you need to take your time there today. I've been learning this strategy in seminary and I, Mm. and it's blowing my mind because biblically I tend to study the text. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, let's look at the Hebrew word and let's study this word and let's connect the word. Right, and right. Like, Exegetical. Just kind of break yeah, it down. Yes. Yeah. So I'll do my Bible study. But what I've been really, truly challenged to do is what you're saying is actually sit with the word. So, yeah. I, so I'll study it, but mm-hmm. then I'll sit with it and I'll be like, Lord, what are you saying through mm-hmm. this? And mm-hmm. let me tell you, it is a wrestling match with my mind because I want to, I want to theologian it and I want to overanalyze it and I want to. But every time I'm intentional in that mi- mm. to create this micro moment of God, will you meet with me as I wrestle through this text? I can tell you 100% he's met with me. I've had comfort. Mm. I've had um, this beautiful insight of some of something I would have missed if I didn't say sit with me in this moment. And, and it and what that does, it moves from I'm learning and I'm studying the Bible to I'm living the word. Right. So and good. I don't think we do that study sitting time enough. So I love that challenge you just posed mm. uh, from, a, from a supernatural spiritual perspective. I think that's huge. Mm. Well, I love the fact that we're sitting here talking about taking our time and you just said, this is how I take time with God and with his word. I mean, like it's, it's beautiful. It, we want to, we want to help you find freedom today in, in telling your things that, telling yourself those things that you should and shouldn't do. And specifically with your time, you should take your time today. Take your time. Don't rush through the moment. Acknowledge it. Sit in it (laughs) and be intentional. I love that word. Be intentional with your moments. So good. Man, this is a good one, Jenny. We're wrapping it up, guys. Until next week, embrace the freedom to kick your should out the door. If you've been inspired to stop shooting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars.
if there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.